Y yeah, estamos aquí, estás aquí con nosotros en Radio Calía. I'm here with the two-time 2005-2006 Halo 2 champion. <laughs> Eagle Pass Realtor, Toño Lizondo. I'm the world's most average real estate agent, so... <laughs> How was that for an intro, dude? Yeah. I like the strangle, man. Ted Nugent. <laughs> oh, uh, you knew the song. Oh, yeah. Este, I was looking. I I just searched. Um, I just searched good intro songs. And that one that's was one of them. And I was like, yeah, I got to add this one. Yeah, that's a good song. Gonna, dude, how you been? Good, brother. How you doing? Good, dude. How was work? It was it was surprisingly busy, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Things are weird, right? Things are weird in our line of work. Yeah, it seems slow, but but not really. But not really. Yeah, pretty weird. It's really strange. I've never. I mean, I've been doing this for about ten years, so it, it's strange. It's different times. You know, we don't have a lot of stuff going on, but damn, my whole day is taken up and it goes by so quick. So, yeah, so what what time do you usually wake up? Um. <laughs> Right around 6.30. Fuck, dude. Yeah. Well, last, last night, um, baby woke us up like at 4. And I couldn't go back to sleep. Eesh. I got on Facebook and I started seeing all the immigrantes running across the borders. Like, you know, manches, bro. It, when, when, what, what happened? What's going, what's going on? That, I, last I, night, I just last heard night, about it, but I, I don't know. Last night, like 2,500 people crossed uh, by Bridge 2. Damn. 2,500. Yeah. So... Uh, It was it was insane. I was like, well, I'm, I'm gonna go grab my AR and put it by the door, you know, <laughs> in case someone tries to storm the Capitol, you know. And 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 they just let them in, no? They can't mm -hmm. turn them back. Nah, bro, I don't, I don't know how that is, man. But I'm assuming they just let them all in. Oh, dude. Yeah. And then, but they're busing them, don't no, to like San Antonio and. Yeah, no, we're we're in the long 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 we're in the wrong business. Someone's making some killer money busing these people out, so. <laughs> Dude, we should have been bus drivers. For real, or or bought a bus or two. <laughs> hey, and then we could have gone on tour. Monday. And when we're when it, when this thing is done, we couldn't use them to go on tour. For real, yeah. we'll use the vans, rent yeah. them out. Yeah. Hey, that's crazy. And what? But but what? What do you think? Do you think they're doing it on purpose? Because what? Uh, where the I heck are so. they coming from? I don't know, bro. I don't know. Because they're from all over the world, no? Right, right. We're getting, like, a lot of people from, from what I heard, we're getting a lot of people from, like, India. Right, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Iran, uh, Pakistan. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know. It's not just, you know, the typical Hispanics that we're coming across. Now it's a, it's more than that, so. Right, it's not just, like, hey, I, I caught a bus ride, you know, from, you know, five hours or six hours or whatever. Right. This is, like, Yeah, get, on a, were, get on a boat or something or an airplane and yeah, so, so so about like i won't say about sometime last year this i was at heb and this guy was like hey on this where's the where's the bus station so i can catch a ride from from here to san antonio he's like sir it's kind of far you know and he's like i just walked for like three weeks i was like well yeah then it's not that bad bro you just gotta walk that way <laughs> <laughs> so 
He's like, Namre, that's a that yeah, that's, that's my jump. That, that, that's, that's my some, that's, that's a warning. My, <laughs> that's my warm up. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> dude. Nah, yeah, Chingo the cardio for sure. Cross country. Yeah. There you go. Este, so you're you're este, you're the president of the board of realtors. Right, I'm the president of the Eagle Pass board of realtors. Uh, I have a whole board working underneath us. And how how did that happen? Did they vote you in, or you volunteered? So, in? Well, I, I got a, I got like, I got nominated as a director. I didn't get nominated. You have to get voted in. I got voted in as a director. I want to say about six years ago. And then from there, I uh, was underneath Sandra's presidency. And then um, from there, Pepe took over. And then was Pepe's vice president. Um, I shadowed him for about two years. And then uh, I got elected as president this mm -hmm. past year. As a matter of fact, we have a general membership meeting coming up in, on the 25th of this month at IBC. So I got to have you know, inviting all our realtors to show up and we have a lot of things that are changing and times are changing. So, you know, just trying to make sure that everybody's, you know, happy and still, and, you know, things are getting a little crazy. Like we talked about in, our, in a lot of work and a lot of things have changed too. So uh, I'm not as, as, uh, as involved as I should be as far as a president, but I do have an awesome team that's really involved. Uh, my line of work with being a uh, investor and buying properties and construction, it takes a lot of my time. But I do send, uh, well, I don't send, but I have Ani Lu and Pepe, and they volunteer themselves a lot. And they go to Austin, they go to the Capitol, and they fight for some pretty good stuff. So I know, like, in um, this November, when we have elections coming up and uh, we do some voting, we, we uh, as a board, or not as a board, as a whole, as a realtors, pass this thing or help pass this thing that's going to cap taxes only so much. So your property taxes, even though they rise, you're, you know, they won't, you won't have to pay the difference as they're rising. So stuff like that's what people don't realize what we do to help, you know, in our end, in the long run, it helps us realtors because if your house is valued 300,000 and then the next year it's worth 400,000, which we saw happened uh, last year, you won't pay taxes on that difference. So that's the type of stuff that we do as in the board of directors and stuff like that. And that's pretty crazy because that did happen, right? It, it did. Yes, sir. That did happen. And, and that, like those things, is that uh -huh. local or with so the state? It, it was at a state level, but now it's going to come. Now we have to vote for it at the state level, but it's going to come to our local, uh, I think in November, when we have to vote for politics down here, it's going to be on the ballots from there. So it's a, and, it was a and, thing that's going to affect us locally. What, what kind of stress does that, <laughs> fuck, does that fucking add, dude? Oh, see, dude, you have no see, idea, bro. See, like, por si, like the, the, you oh. know, the work and everything. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know if you can see this. Uh, let's go. This is gonna start my day. I started my for, first phone call was at eight eight thirty this morning, and it just goes and goes and goes and man. goes. And everything that I have to do. This is just in one days of calls. So yes, it's extremely stressful. Um, like I said, I'm not. I should be a lot more involved, but unfortunately, you know, this thing doesn't pay me, and uh, I try to be involved as in I can, but my my other lines of work, my two pretty much business, two, two jobs that really do take a lot of my time. That's, that's pretty insane, dude. For, for those of you guys just listening, Tonyo just showed us his, his call log and it was jingles. Good thing it's unlimited. No, 
Imagine <laughs> back then it was like what ten ten cents a, a car. What was it? <laughs> when you only had a thousand minutes, yeah, I've gone through that in one day. Call, call, call me after away. nine. Yeah, call, call me after nine. nine on the weekends. <laughs> on the weekends, we have work business on the weekends. Don't call me during the week. Yeah. Oh, dude. Este, and and what's that? Once every month you meet up. That's, so with, a, that's with a, all the realtors here in Eagle Pass. As the directors, we get together once a month, and we uh, go over you know our agendas and we what we have going on. Um, as I mean, you're you're in the title work, so you understand that we have a lot of realtors now. You know, it used to be very very small. When I got in, it was like 55 realtors, and then when I took over presidency, I had 127 realtors in Eagle Pass. There's 127. Well, there was, and then uh, some people have weed out, and we're down to like 101, which Damn. is still a, a boatload of them. So what we were having was we were having a lot of problems with like uh, our multiple listed services, which are MLSs, and uh, what we did, and it was like a big burden on me because I, I implemented it, um, as I brought in a policing company or policing to the MLS. So as realtors, we're held to a higher standard as far as you know, you're a professional. So when it comes to promoting your properties, they have to be professionally done. Uh, we're asking for minimum photos, descriptions, and stuff like that. And if you weren't doing that, we send fines out now. So I'm kind of, so some people love me and some people hate me because, you know, we have some realtors that to put one or two photos up of a, you know, three quarter of a million or two a quarter of a million dollar house, something like that. I mean, you're not doing yourself service to the people who are rep you're, you're representing. So. That was one thing we implemented. We had to hire a staff and you have a staff that's in charge now that's policing the MLS, making sure everything's done correctly. Yeah, no, I, I can see how can how that can divide opinion. That's okay. the yeah. But hey, it is it is what it is. Exactly. Este, and how was your weekend, dude? What'd you do? It was, nah, well, it was pretty cool. Uh Friday, Friday we had to pay all the workers and then uh we went to y'all's luncheon at the office and then we uh, had to go oh, pay all the and then on saturday my mother-in-law took our son to piedra so we like caught up on sleep oh yeah, there we yeah. it was just oh. like a quiet house and like just cleaning and sleeping like it's catching up on that baby sleep that takes away from you you know how that gets that's the cleaning Same up while they're, day, while they're away este how many months yeah Han handio right Is yeah, Hondo, he's a year and one month. Sí, no, no, todavía le falta, todavía le falta. Yeah, no, it's, 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 like, it's better, like, no, nah, it's, it's the same shit. Yeah, now nah, you got like one one more year, yeah, yeah. he's yeah. good to go. Yeah. Este, yeah, dude, we're, we're going to go to, to Piedras on Friday, and freaking, like, Noah's flood, dude, came out of nowhere. For real, it never <laughs> rains, but it pours, it's bad. Dude, never rains in it, but when it rains, it pours. Yeah, it was, it was bad. Y luego este, it stopped raining, and we we're gonna go to Piedras, and the car battery, boom. No, but I had to replace it. So good thing it happened here, and not not while we're on the line or. That's no, in Piedras. Pero yeah, dude, it was pretty like a like a sign, you know. Yeah, there's enough signs already with the flooding and the. My little car battery in there too, you know. See, dude. No, I'm and then and then I'm in this little pick'em for the NFL. No, I'm gonna do all my picks. I got them all wrong. So, hombre. 
It was a bad weekend. Yeah? You didn't win anything? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I don't watch that much football, but I know a lot of people that do. Yeah, no, I, um, I wasn't watching it either, but como quiera, you know. Yeah. You're kind of, you're kind of hoping for... For, for Hail Mary at this point. For Lo Hail Mary, pero... <laughs> no, hombre. Este... And do you do you only do work here, or do you also work out of the city? Um, I do a little bit of work. I've done some work internationally in Mexico. We sold a couple of properties. I've sold a couple of properties over there, and then um, in Mexico, yeah, it's it's very different. Title what? works over there is is completely completely different. What um, are some of the differences? Because here it's pretty like here it's, e- it's, it's email, you know, like. Right. No, like you have to, it, it, like, there's no real title work, I guess, that's done. What you do is you go with like an attorney and you're just like hoping yeah, yeah, yeah. does it, his stuff well. You know, he's got to go do what, look at all the, all the deeds, all the scripturas, and then um, pull them out and stuff like that. And then, um, yeah, it's, it's different. Um, I don't, I don't like doing it over there. It's, it's very different. I mean, you have to order like an appraisal and then like the people who are selling usually pay for the appraisal. And then, like, let's say it's worth a hundred, a hundred thousand. Are plain numbers. Um, like, if you finance it, you can only finance like ninety percent of it, so you can only sell the house for like ninety thousand. So it's kind of strange, like different, different st- type of selling. So that's why I mean, I just help some family and friends that, but I have never, I've only done like one or two transactions, never do them again. And then I, uh, my business partner's out of Del Rio, so I do some stuff in Del Rio, but I try not to, and try to. You know, my, my, my market's Eagle Pass. That's what I know. And that's what, you know, as most realtors that make, you want to stick in one area or not as you can become proficient and understanding the other market you're going to work in. Um, that's what you want to do. It's 90, like, I think like 90% of the, no, that's 40% of the lawsuits are from out of town realtors um, in state Texas because they misled to what they thought what the market was going to be. Oh, damn. They they get like for example if they sell a property like under at a, and, at a and certain they, value, right? They can sue you because you misrepresented them at that point in time. Wow, and I didn't know that. Oh, oh yeah, like if they're like, hey, was we could have gotten you know one twenty oh, yeah. or whatever, you know, and, and you sold got... it for eight thousand, and then you yeah. know we said your judgment, but we you know yeah, they can definitely go after you. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a lot of responsibilities. Ed, do you need a... go ahead, go ahead. The other uh-huh. big lawsuit with artwork is is uh, leases. I mean, I hate it's more paperwork to rent a house out than it is to sell a house. Contracts longer, the applications are longer. I mean, it's more work for less pay. And, but there's a, if you mess up or you discriminate or let's say the people you're representing, you know, it's a small house, like a two bedroom house, and a family shows up of six. By law, we can't discriminate them, but you know, six people can't live in that house, and if they want to be picky about it they can hire an attorney and they can say that hey you discriminated against us due to the size of our, our family damn that even that too yeah yeah it's it's no joke and do you need a different license to do it in piedras in mexico <laughs> you don't need anything <laughs> you need to hire an attorney they call them notarios no yeah. or something yeah or licenciados licenciados classic uh, este and so they get a, a lot of lawsuits from not knowing the markets. Right. I mean, not not a lot, but the majority of them can be from that. And what, what was some of the challenges during COVID? Because COVID, 
in interest rates drop chingos, dude. Yeah, that's that's the only reason I I am able to afford the house I'm in right now, because um, I financed it like at two point seven five. Um, but the the biggest challenge during COVID was the inventory. There was everything that was going on the market was selling like that, and people were coming in and paying you know above this price, and it was just becoming very competitive. That was the big challenge was becoming competitive as far as a real estate agent. Now. On my construction company, on the other side, we had some major problems as far as material-wise. Like I lumber, went, no? Yeah. So, like, on two houses that I built, I built this one house and uh, and Hopedale. So, it's a really pretty house. We ordered our lumber package. Everything showed up. But I have this one particular house. We have about a 1,000 square foot open house, open area. So, it's a 1,000 square feet. Just think of, like, a 1,000 square feet between the living room, kitchen, and dining room. So, it's a massive area, right? So we had a, we ordered these beams to support that area. And so we started framing the whole house. I was like, hey, where are the beams at? They're like, oh, they didn't show up. So I called the lumber company. Oh, yeah, those are going to take about seven months to show up. I was like, what? What do you mean seven months? Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's, that's how long those beams are going to take for us to make them right now. So we had to get, like, real creative and, like, figure out another way to support that. We ended up bringing steel beams in or we had to do some other types of LVLs or some other types of beams to support. That was the problem. The big problem too was metal was really expensive. So rebar tripled in price. Cement is still really expensive. So the majority of the stuff that we use to make cement comes from China and we're kind of at war with China. Economic war, I guess. And uh, it's cement super expensive compared to where it was right before COVID. Damn, dude. So the prices stayed up for cement and the rebar and yeah, all that. So, so like when people are asking why, you know, why interest rates are, are so high and the houses are still so expensive, the materials are still really expensive. I mean, it's it used to be $110 a yard for concrete. And your average house in Eagle Pass uses about, you know, say, 80 to 90 yards of concrete. And right now there's still $145 a yard of concrete. So that's like a 30% yeah. increase. And, you know, that's, I mean, the, the builders are going to, you know, not going to work for free or lose money. That's, that's the problem. Yeah. 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 Not because it, it is what it is. Yeah. But so, so yeah. So one of the challenges, it was all the material and all that stuff. Yeah. Material was a big problem. Damn. And you had, you had to, you had to get all creative. Yeah. You had to think outside the box. Was, was, was that one one of your, your most challenging builds, that house that you're uh, saying? Yeah, so uh, that was a very challenging build, not only because of that, but my, it sounds really bad. Um, don't get offended anybody. But my bricklayer passed away from COVID uh, during, right when he started the property. Like he started putting brick, like on one wall, one exterior wall. He managed to get about halfway through that wall. and was going to go to the other one. Second day, he called me, said he wasn't feeling well. And then, like, he just never showed up. I found out he died. And, like, nobody wanted to start another job that was already started because, I mean, they're like, well, you're not going to pay us enough or, you know, it's not going to look good because my work compared to them, you know, they're laying thousands of brick by hand. So it's not going to look the same compared to my type of job. And that was that was a real, a real deal. Like, I had workers pass away and it was no joke. Um, that's pretty crazy. It is. It is. He was an older gentleman. He was 80-something years old. Passed away. Damn, 80-something. And he was still laying bricks, but he Lame was damn bricks. good at it. He was, still, he was damn good at it, but he passed away. Jesus. So that, that doesn't like, we, with that house, by the time 
then the other guys that we started to use are like, yeah, we can do it, but we have like three months of work in front of us. Right. So I would go find another one. It was the same thing. Same thing. So like, finally, this one guy's like, I can be there in a month and a half. And the whole project stops at a, you know, because at a certain point you can't advance. So that part's done. And we were there for a month and a half with nothing. Damn. So, so when you're building a house, you kind of, um, you, you kind of need everybody on the same page. If not, you, it kind of like holds up the process. Right. Right. You had definitely have like a time schedules and, you know, you fill out contracts with your subcontractors and they have to value that times that time slot, you know? And, and are there people that they're like, nah, you, you call me and I'll be there. Or they're like, yeah. nah. <laughs> they never show up. Those are the right. guys that never show up. <laughs> If they don't have work is because they're no good. So. Uh, hey, that's true. That's true. Hey, that's true. I never thought about yeah. it like that, dude. Yeah. Hey, so yeah. the the good ones always have little projects yeah. going on. Yeah, they have something going on. Hey, I can't be there this week, but give me a week and a half. I'll be there. And that's reasonable. You know? Yeah. You start, you know, before a big project comes around, like I start calling all my contractors, all my workers. Hey, we're going to start doing this. Start spreading time out. I'm going to need you here need you here give me a list of material for this so i can start pricing it out because not everyone's going to have it you know i would go to mccoy's or other other lumber yards and like well i don't i have everything but this and i got to call another lumber yard and like oh i have it i have that but the shipping's going to cost you more than the actual product cost to get there and stuff like that so had to put a lot of miles on my truck had to buy a trailer dump trailer uh well i didn't buy it my business partner lent it to us um he has one so you know i had to maintain that thing and it was stressful times. It was oh, good times. Dude. Inga, I was going to ask you something and I completely forgot. Oh, what's what's the longest you would wait for somebody? Like, like if you're it just, like... It just depends. Uh, like, It's been a month and you're like, nah, I'm going to fuck this guy. I'm going to call yeah. someone else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty much it. I'll give them about two weeks. Um, and, and, you know, I'll, I'll call them and, you know, I, I'll, I'll put them on my, on my phone to remind me, hey, on Thursday, call this guy. Or on th- on Monday, call him. See how he's coming along, and if he's telling me, "Hey, the same story," like, "Hey, I still need more time." The more time, well, I'm gonna start looking around. But you know, if they say three weeks. Well, I'm gonna call you once every week till those three weeks show up to make sure you're gonna show up on the third week. Right, right, yeah, and just following up. Yeah. So, like around two, three weeks is the most you wait for somebody. Like I said, it depends. If it's like, like I have certain workers that, damn, I would wait for like six months if i had to because i know that for that specific job they would be the best ones for what we're going to be doing mm. fuck that's cold water yeah. <laughs> yeah i hear you hey what's the biggest project you've ever done the biggest project i ever did and i we kind of failed it I, we failed I, I failed and i learned a lot from it no uh, what happened I lost. I didn't lose money because my partner provides the majority of the money, but I lost a lot of time. I built two houses that were worth right about one point one million dollars for both of them, and each uh, total, total, combined. total. Yeah, so right around you know a little over six five hundred and fifty five seventy five thousand each, and uh, as soon as we finished them, interest rates went to like five percent, and those things never sold. Oh, dude. So I uh, sucks. I lost a lot. I didn't. I I did lose money. Um, you know, when we sell it, I get a percentage, and I I didn't make any net. So right now we have them rented. 
uh, right, like right, right, right. 4,500 bucks a month. Um, and, uh, waiting for lower interest rates or for those mark, those big ticket items like that, you know, big houses come back in the market right now, those big houses aren't selling. So yeah, I lost so a year, I lost a year of work. That's how long it took me to build those two houses. Elon, not to get any ROI. Nothing, nothing. It's the, damn dude, that fucking sucks. Yeah, it is what it is, though. Like I said, we learned a lot from it. We started going back to the stuff we were really got into, which was flipping and investing and going to the auctions and buying houses at the auctions. And that's what, buying foreclosures, that's what we originally started with. And that's what we ended up going back to. And it's, I kind of like it a lot more than, and, uh, Ed, um, what, what are some good, smart home devices that, that are like, like non-negotiables, like, like you don't have this, like this makes it so much easier around the house. For, for selling or as, as an end, as an end user, like for you, do you, you have let's, a house already? Let's what do selling. You? Let's do selling. Like if you're going to sell a house and you're like, nah, this has got to go in standard or, or you just do like basic stuff. Uh, airtight. We air, airtight your house, airtight, airtight the house. Uh, that can be either done with spray foam or some type of uh, acrylic foam or uh, polyurethane foam. What that does, it seals your house and uh, it allows for when your air conditioner or your heater goes on, it's not escaping through windows, doors, or cracks throughout the house. Um, it doesn't have to be necessarily mean you have to go in there and spray foam the whole house. That's very expensive and spray foam has its up and down. So you have to prepare the house for spray foam. You can't just throw it in there. Your house will, will start to to deteriorate um and uh oh, so shit. yeah because what happens is like a lot of people think oh, i'll just throw spray foam on the house what so think of it like a as a as a yeti cooler those things have a ton of foam in them but if you leave water in there because your houses are supposed to breathe a little bit to get all the moisture out of the houses and if you don't if you leave the lid closed on your yeti that thing's going to fill with mold with water in it so you have to prepare for those type of things. You have to put in a fresh air system and you have to get like a, some other types of systems to get in there to pump in fresh air and to get all that old, that old high humidity out or a whole home dehumidifier to dehumidify the house to make it comfortable. If not, you will start seeing, you know, your walls and the, I mean, your windows in the mornings will be uh, with like uh, fog and stuff like that. And that's due to the humidity rising in your house. And eventually all that humidity is going to start developing into mold. Damn, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. You need like a good air yeah. circulation. Right, right. So you, you can still keep that air circulation up in the attic, you know, your top part, but your interior walls, you know, all your cavities, like your windows and your doors, where those things go on, you go in there with a special sealant and you seal all those in. And it's super cheap. It takes some time. I mean, I do it myself on all the houses. I spend 300 bucks, 400 bucks on a, on a pretty decent sized house. But it makes a world of difference. Our air conditioners um, are running much more efficient wise. Uh, they're not struggling as lot because you're not losing what you're putting in. Damn. So you, you put those standard on all your houses? Standard. Standard. Okay. And what about end, end user products? What are some that you, that like, if, if you're like, you just sold a house, you know, your clients are happy, new house, and you're like, hey, you should get these devices for your house. So, uh, again, I'm a I'm a big uh, insulation freak. Uh, that's what I like to study, and that's what I, I like to do on our houses. Like, on my house, I bought an existing home, um, and I think I spent right around $1,200, and I tripled my uh, in attic insulation. 
So I have about 1,600 square feet in my house. We keep the thermostat at 72. And in July, my utility bill is $149. That's yeah. fucking low, man. So very little money spent, and it makes a big difference for making your house more efficient. Dude, especially down here, these... Yeah, it's, it's brutal, bro. And I hate coming in. I hate sweating in my own house. I mean, I just can't stand it, you know? But I don't want to... Want... You know what I'm saying? You keep it in you're still sweating. You got a portable yeah. hand when you have four, you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't. It isn't cool. It doesn't cool. No, no, no. So that's that's what that's what I would recommend. That and um and a a, a smart a smart uh, thermometer where you can monitor and you know you can leave the weekend. You leave it. You rise it up, but on the way home you, you turn it back down. So by the time you get home, it's comfortable. Type stuff like that. Really a, save you utility bills. A smart thermostat. Yeah, like a a Nest or. Oh right, right. And what about um, any any voice activations? Do you like those? Uh, they tend to fail. Um, uh, I don't like, think the technologies hey, are. Yeah. Turn on the living room light or whatever. Yeah, or what like type of Alexas and stuff like that. I tend yeah. to those things tend to fail. Um, like if you have a really decent sized house or a big, pretty big house, you know those things work off Wi Fi, and um wherever the Wi-Fi doesn't reach, that Alexa's not going to work. <laughs> no, you know what I'm saying? So I don't think that the technology and thing is, is good, but I don't think we're there yet for those type of stuff. Give it two or three more years and it'll be more advanced. And then, yeah, you'll start seeing implemented it. Yeah, for sure. Este, we, we got like 10 minutes left. It went be pretty quick, no? That's it? In 45 minutes? Yeah, yeah 10 minutes left. Uh, have you been hunting i have man i mean i so uh we've been dove hunting uh we went dove hunting uh opening season i was gonna go this weekend but it was way too hot it was not gonna, not gonna be fun um and then we're getting ready for our big hunt which is gonna be colorado we're excited to go to colorado this is like a a lifelong dream for me and ever since i've been a little kid i've been wanting to do this so finally so this is a bucket list hunt for me and uh so i'm, I'm excited Dude, oh yeah, you've been telling me, and I'm I'm getting pumped for you, dude. Yeah, dude. I think uh, anybody who who knows that I hunt and knows it's going on this trip, and it's gonna be out, out of this world. And and you're still doing the what's it called, rucking or what? Yeah, rucking. we're still we're still we're still rucking. Tomorrow we'll start. Tomorrow I didn't go this. I didn't go today because I didn't sleep. But uh, I'm gonna go tomorrow morning, and uh, tomorrow we have to we at least have to average about six miles in about an hour and thirty minutes. Oh, dude. <laughs> Right now we're doing 35 pounds for the first five miles. And then the last mile, it's an additional 50 pound bag. And that thing takes like 30 minutes to walk a mile with 85 pounds on you total. And it's, it's no joke. I mean, it's fun, but so we're, what we're trying to do is we're trying to simulate carrying weight off the mountain. Cause we're going to be living in a mountain. Dude, that's insane. Yeah. So you, you do 35 35 and then, pounds and then add an additional 50 pounds for 50, the last So 85 total. 85 total. And how much is like, how much are you thinking more or less is going to be your back while you're over there? So just my backpack alone without, if we're out without, you know, us being successful, you just with the stuff that I'm carrying with the hunt with is 35 pounds. 35 pounds. And that's, then, what, that's what you're going to keep it at. That's just what I have to keep on me at all times. Binoculars, rifle. All right. Um, 
uh, ammunition, water, food, uh, food's going to be, lunch is going to be out on the mountain. Um, and then dinner will be back at, back at base camp. Uh, but yeah, it's 35 pounds, uh, with different weather system, weather gear on, you know, it'll get cold in the morning, hot during the day. So you have to switch out different layering systems. So that that's, that's just the weight right now on the back. And then that's why I walk a majority of the time with 35 pounds on my back to, to practice with that. And then now we're simulating the last mile with some more weight because like, let's say a quarter, like, or a leg of an elk is a, I think they say it's like 90 pounds. Oh, so I, if I carry out a leg plus 95, 90 pounds plus the 35, that's 125 pounds. I'm not even there yet. Right, right. So, and the thing's got four legs. So wait, but, you're you're building up to the ninety? No, I won't. I won't. I don't have any. I can't. I, I don't have any more weight. Like, there's nothing I can buy at this point in time. Not unless okay. I like buy like more sandbags. But the that that fifty pound bag is huge already. I mean, it's it's big to carry. So at this point in time, we just have to continue to get in better shape to get ready to simulate that much weight. So I'm excited. So I'm oh. excited to. How long have you been training for? Not uh, probably going on about seven months. I lost a little bit of weight, not much. I thought I was going to get real skinny, but now we didn't lose that much weight. We got strong, but we didn't lose any weight. Yeah, but still, that's all you need, no? Yeah, you just need no. slow, slow and steady. Yeah, because that's the thing is like, so like, let's say I, I shoot an elk, or one of the guys I'm with, one of the buddies that we're going to be hunting with. If we shoot an elk, it's like. They're going to be about seven trips to get them off the mountain. Right, right. Going back and forth, back and forth with meat going on our backs. And hopefully, we don't run into bears while we're carrying the meat down. Because where we're staying at is called Black Bear Mountain. So, Ooh. I'm assuming there's some kind of bears there. Hey, you got to take a, like a bear jar? I'm not taking a bear, taking a bear spray. I'm taking, I have a, I'm taking a, a pistol for that's loaded. Well, the best thing is your rifle. Uh, you know, if a bear char charges me, um, is the rifle. My rifle is really big, so if it's if I don't see him, but until he's pretty much close to me, I, I have a pretty high caliber pistol uh, with some special bear bullets to be able to puncture the skull. Special? What's the difference? Yeah. Uh, it's kind of shaped like a, I guess like a screwdriver. It's meant to penetrate more. You don't want on when it comes to you know bear defense. You don't want something that expands because you want the penetration. You want to disconnect the brain from the from the the spinal cord so it'll stop the bear faster. So uh, I think the, the the length of the where you want to get to is about twenty one inches. So you want to be able to make sure your bullet's going to reach twenty one inches before it disconnects it. Oh shit! Hey, there's this movie that I was watching the other day called Cocaine um... Bear. Cocaine bear. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I don't run into that guy. That'd be no fun, dude. That guy was no joke. Is it good? Is that movie good? Yeah, it was funny. It was just a funny movie. It's funny, Sneta. Este nombre, it's called like Grizzly Man or something. Oh, yeah, the guy that lives with grizzly bears and he gets killed by his own grizzly bear. Stupidest thing you can ever do. Come on, man. Dude, he was living with the bears, dude. And ah, he'd dude. be like, hey, stop. And shh, you know. Yeah. But I think I think it was when he took the girlfriend. That's mm -hmm. when they killed them both, right? They killed them both. That they found the the clothes in the bear's stomach. Yeah. And, and I always think about, you know, how they say, "Okay, the girls, 
uh, tracks bears <laughs> from Anchorman. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching the documentary and I was wondering because <laughs> nothing happened to this guy. He was going for like ten years or something. I don't know how, how yeah. much, many years. And then the first they takes his girlfriend and Balio. Apparently, the like one of the bears got uh, jealous of the female. Wasn't getting all the attention. Not joking. I haven't finished it. I only got like three quarters of the way. Uh, that's apparently it's what happened. I haven't seen it, but I, I read I read something else on it. I read it in a book, and that's what it, it said that you know. Well, I believe it because in the I remember in the documentary they were saying that the bear, who, who didn't like him was a female. They'll call her the Grinch or something. The Grinch bear, and it was a female, and he would always have trouble with her. Yeah. Epos, do you have anything to? Yeah, bro, it's almost gonna finish like in two minutes. Do you have Do you have any anything to say to take us out? No, plus I, I really appreciate you bringing me on. I really like the simplicity of this. You know, a lot of people want to do a podcast and they think they have to have all this fancy equipment and we're doing it with nothing. You're doing it with nothing. And I really appreciate you letting me come on. And I, I've been watching you grow and I hope it grows bigger and bigger. So I'm proud of you for doing that. Hey, thank you for coming on. And Nambi, dude, no one listens to it anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we listen to it. We it, listen to it. I know it's, all fun. it's all fun. It's all fun. How many, how many how many listeners do you have? On average, I get about about twenty an episode. Más wow. o menos. Sometimes I'll get you know twenty six. Sometimes seventeen, sixteen. But like I, I think twenty, Good. more or less. Yeah, already forty. So, pero nombre, thank you for coming on, dude. That was fucking yeah. fun. Yeah. And it it's was. a podcast about nothing. It was, not, it was just I've, a good time. I've I've tried making like what you told me about the topics thing. Yeah, but it just nobody follows them. Nah, nobody follows them, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like I'm just going to waste my you're, time. <laughs> you're good. You're able to keep the conversation going. I was scared I was like, going to get to a spot where I couldn't talk. And it's like, what are we talking about? But you kept the conversation going. It's really easy to yeah. have a conversation with you. Yeah, no, it's easy because we're friends. That's why. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, but I mean, even without friends, I bet you you, flow, you can have an easy conversation with somebody. So you're going to be good at this. But yeah, we'll try. Plus, thank you for coming on. I'll be back on, and we're going to have like 48,000 people listening to it. (laughs) One of us, thanks, Tony. Hi, brother. Have a good night. You too. Thanks, everybody. Hands, touching hands, reaching out, touching me, touching you. Good, so good. I've been inclined to be living in the world.